0: Welcome to Money Over Fifty with Dallas and Michael. Today's topic: Why it's not as easy as just buying shares while they're cheap. Dallas, uh, your topic. Thanks, Michael. And it's—I uh, should point out—it's a, a point of a hot topic with you at the moment. <laughs> we have touched on this in, in 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 some other podcasts, haven't we? Yeah. Well. We were talking about how we both uh, saw oh, each yeah. other for financial planning, yeah. and, and then um, yeah, yeah. Well, if, this. Is- if this, they coincided with the yeah. time when the markets were down, yeah. you could buy in yeah, and, and yeah. All. yeah, exactly. So this is, this is actually an idea that I had for a
1: podcast in the... We were just two minutes before we started recording about different ideas that we had while we were stuck at home mm investment markets were up, down, sideways, it's fairly chaotic, but we were, we were stuck at home without anyone to sort of talk these things through. So it was yes. time to come up with a, here's a backlog of all these different topics. Yes, because there is a
0: saying, and it's 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 something that we've both heard yeah. from more than one person yeah. over the years, is, is people say, I'll just wait until the market's drop by 40%. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll invest then, yeah. or I'll wait till it gets to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And bottom, yeah, center, and well, that's, that's actually... It's probably more, even more. Yeah. <laughs> I'll because wait until... People it.
1: don't say, I'll wait until this drop by 30%, I'll wait I'll wait until the shares are cheaper, or I'll wait until the price drops, but no, yeah. no numbers are given, no... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and this is, like you say, this is relevant because uh I've just invested a bit, uh, as you said, it lined up with, with um, yeah, when we had our, our planning meeting we. A, a bit of cash that just became available, so and we'll talk about that. And, and it's a good example of what mm. uh, happens there in reality. But, um, yes, yeah, so as, as you said, probably a good place to start is what where this came from is we hear this all the time, and and again, you can understand why. If if that was the option, if you, if you could just buy shares when they're cheap, well, then obviously you do that because that, that, that yeah, would be, that would be fun Look, look of,
0: of course, um, if you could do it, yeah and you could buy in right at the bottom yeah. or close to the bottom, yeah. then, then of course it makes sense to do yeah. that. So we're yeah. certainly not saying yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the whole point of this podcast is to demonstrate how logistically it is very, very difficult yeah. for a number of reasons, for yeah. three main reasons. Yeah. So the first reason. Yeah, so what,
1: um, what, we, what we have seen a lot of the time is that when people, sometimes what they're talking about when they say, I'm just going to buy when when shares are cheap, what they're, what they're doing in the meantime is rather than investing as, as they are saving money, as they have cash becoming available, people are just leaving that in the bank account, so sitting that on the mm. sidelines. And this ties a bit into the uh, podcast we did about, you know, keeping some powder dry. And mm. there's, there's a line between you know, making sure that you've got enough cash as a bit of a buffer and so you're not forced to sell anything at any point in time. And then and then what what I think happens is in some cases people just keep saving cash and they're waiting for this moment when when the market drops mm. and on average what happens is that you miss out on more of a gain by the, the amount that you would have picked up if you'd been invested the whole way through so if you were to save and just keep saving every fortnight as you as you've got cash available from your that you're saving if you just kept saving that every fortnight and waiting and waiting and waiting for the market to drop if in three years it would two years or five years, or whenever that drop does happen, what you find is that you probably feel pretty good in, in that moment, you feel like a mm-hmm. genius, because you go, yes, I've bought in at 30% down or 20% down, or whatever that figure is. But you've actually missed out on on the gain on the way through. So it's normally gone yeah. up by more than that before you actually had that drop. So um, that's, that's I guess, number one, or how I think of it, is, is it's not really an option to, I mean, it's definitely an option, it's something you can do, but it's not something that we'd recommend is to try and save money and sit it on the sidelines and then try and buy in at that at that lower price.
0: Right? yes yeah, certainly. And and um yeah, for most of our clients when they come to see us for the first time, they're around that mid 50 years of age mark. Um they have on average 10 years to go. Yeah. Um we we split it up into paychecks. Yeah. Or pay yeah. EFTs. Yeah. Yeah, paycheck sounds <laughs> better paycheck than pay sense. EFT. Yeah, no one gets a no check. One, no, one will, no one gets a little yellow and with all their cash in Um yeah. But but you, you essentially have two hundred and sixty fortnightly paychecks yeah. remaining for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um. So we we say to people, look, the best time to invest is is as you have that money come to you, which is every fortnight. Yeah. Um. So you work out, okay, uh, you need to put in. As a couple, thousand dollars a fortnight, eight hundred dollars a fortnight, and yep. hey, we can do it yep. um, this way and put it in your super fund, and we can claim yep. if not all of that as a tax accident in the, end of the year, most of that. So that's the best time, as opposed to parking that in the bank, yep. um, which yep. they could. Yep. They they well, that is an option, so they could it's, actually it's save really that good, money into it, the
1: bank. It's a really good visual to say there's two hundred and sixty fortnights, so that first mm. fortnight of savings. It's not indefinite. So if, no. if, you, if you park down in a bank account and then it takes five years for for um, company prices to drop, mm. you you have missed out on five years of that growth. So you've only got five years remaining. So look,
0: and, and that's assuming for a minute as well that you can actually get in at the bottom as well or close yeah. to the bottom. Yeah. So so we'll, so, we'll, so so no, I mean no one knows. Yeah. No one knows when the bottom. If if anyone tells you they know when the bottom's going to come or when yeah. it came. Yeah. Um, don't walk, run Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, not, no one on earth can tell you that even Warren Buffett the great no. man himself cannot no. uh, and, and that's a good as we joked
1: about at the start of this but when people say I'll just buy when, when they're cheap relative to what like mm. it, it, it's one of those things that it's never again if you could just if someone if someone came and tapped me in the shoulder and said hey the share market has just bottomed. price is going to go up from here mm. fantastic like that, mm. that would be what you'd do but that's not, and we've talked about this at great length um, in, in podcasts over the last few months, but that's not how, how it works. You, you don't know where you are in that, that squiggly line up and down. It's, mm. not a, it's not a neat line down and then someone rings a bell and says, hey, it's the bottom now, you can, you can get in. Mm. So, And that sort of ties into the next couple of points about why this, this, this doesn't really work. So the first one being, for most, especially especially for people sort of 50 and over, you've got a finite amount of time that you can be invested for um, yes, and and or that you need to really focus on growing your retirement savings. Mm. Uh, if you're trying to sit on the sidelines and hold that money in cash, you are missing out on gains.
0: On yeah, I, I mean, at the moment, the rate of return on cash is virtually 0%. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. it's, it's virtually returning nothing. Yeah. So um, it was a little bit of a different story during the global financial crisis. There was a period of time here in australia where we we weren't suffering as much as america yeah um, that's for sure yeah uh, in terms of of, of a recession yeah. um as a consequence our our interest rates in australia were, were up around six or seven percent yeah. like in america and yeah. europe they're down at one yeah. percent yeah so what had happened there a lot of people. I mean, they were content to actually sit their money in the bank account at that point in time because they're saying, okay, well, I get 6 or 7% rate of return. Um, it's It was still the wrong thing to do because what happened is they missed out on the return. On the, return, on, on the bounce back. On the that, bounce yeah. back. Yeah. But it was an easier decision for a lot of people getting that money. Yeah. Different story in 2020. Um, yeah, Interest rates in Australia... Are virtually zero percent. They're they one percent, and if you're lucky, So if you're sitting there... About
1: this with in that in that podcast the other day, it almost makes it easier because you go, do you want do you want a return? If, if you do you want to be invested in companies and you are mm. going to get a return over the long term, but it is going to be volatile, or do you want to sit your money in cash and get no return? Yes, and that's that's the question. So yeah, and for some of you, and as we talked about, for some of your of your money, you do need some money in the bank and get no return, and that's fine. That's yeah. That's that's a part of it. Um, but for your for your retirement savings, for what you're trying to grow over the long term, you just you just can't afford to have that money sitting in cash and not get a return on it.
0: Yes, that's right. For and 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 without um, digressing too much, if you look at just even this last financial year that just ended on the thirtieth of June, yeah. so most higher growth strategies. Um, return about minus one minus two percent for the for the full financial year Um, uh, so if you would set your money in cash over that period of time and got one percent on it um, you're really only over that financial year uh yeah three percent better off over that period of time it's not a great deal it's not a great deal People tend to measure the extreme, so they measure the from the, February, from February year, where yeah. the all-time high to yeah, um, to, the, yeah the uh, to, to to late March where it was yeah, it dropped. Bar, as we it dropped by thirty-seven percent. So so people tend to measure extremes, but if you looked at it over from the first of July two thousand nineteen to the thirtieth of June two thousand twenty, the market went up. The markets went up, a, a really, really strongly before they dropped. Yeah and then they, then they partially recovered. So it was, it was almost a flat year. So, that, so it wasn't that, that bad. That's a really good example on a, on a much shorter time scale than usual
1: of, of what we're yes. talking about is that if you were looking at this in July last year, so you're looking at this 12 months ago and going, mm. I, think, I think company prices are a bit, uh, I'm going mm. to sit on the sidelines in cash. You, you or, So you compare two people, someone who did that, and then you compare mm. someone who just went I'm just going to be invested and stay invested and every fortnight as yeah. I as I have saved some money I'm just going to invest that they really no they're really no better off because this no. sort of ties into the, the next part of that which and that's is, really
0: just over one year too yeah, which yeah. is a very
1: short period of time well, and, and that's sort of yeah if you if you start to bring that out to if you looked at this in January of last mm. calendar year so you look at 18 months ago two years ago three years ago mm. if you sat on cash that whole time waiting for that correction, even if you even if you did time that correction and you yeah. did go yes okay I've waited until things have dropped and I've got into the bottom, you're still you're still buying it at a higher price point yeah. than what you were looking at two three years yeah. ago. So yeah, uh,
0: that's right. And so point two dollars
1: point two, which is that um, when when company prices are it down, it's usually for a reason. So there's there's something. So and and coronavirus has been the best example of this is that. People talk about okay when share prices drop, I'm going to buy in. Mm. So if you'd said to someone six months ago, "Hey, why don't you why don't you buy some shares in NAB?" and they said, "No, nah, I'm going to wait for, wait until NAB share prices drop from twenty eight dollars to fourteen mm. dollars," you'd think, "Well, something's got to go badly wrong for those for those prices to." It ha-
0: it hasn't dropped for no reason. No. Um, now usually yeah. usually it overshoots the mark, yeah, and it drops too far, yeah, because. The yeah, you, know, you would argue that the the value, which is the underlying worth of those companies, haven't halved yeah. when there's a fifty percent drop. Yeah. What's happened is that there's been a bit more panic than normal, mm-hmm. and that price has shot yeah. beyond that. Yeah. Um, but your point here is that is that that's usually on the back of a recession yeah. or a pand- so, a worldwide pandemic, yeah. or so. So when we were looking um, yeah. at this in
1: in March most of our conversations with people were about um, you know, they were worried about losing their job, yes. or they were worried about um, how long this downturn was gonna go on for, they were worried yeah. about their business and, and whether they were gonna be profitable over the next year, whether they are gonna have to wind up, Yeah. all those sorts of things. So when those what's the word, exogenous factors <laughs> come into play, people aren't sitting there going, oh jeez, asset prices are cheap, they're sitting there going, how am I gonna pay my rent next week? They're, yeah. they're more worried about, you know, my my income is at risk. Whether that's due to recession, whether it's due to a pandemic, those sorts of yeah. things. So they're more worried about how am I going to pay the bills next month, next six months. It's it's not a time when people go, oh well, I can just lash out and use every spare dollar I have to try and invest at the bottom of that of, at, at that time because you don't know what's coming up over the next six months, over the next year, and so. That, that's, that's
0: absolutely the way it works out for yeah, people. So, um, I mean, I'm no psychologist, but just in the last 20 years I've observed that same thing, people yeah. say that, oh, you know. Um, I, in fact, a lot of the times they they struggle to put it into words, but yeah. but but they're thinking, okay, there's been layoffs at my yeah. company or and, there's and been, so, you know, the person that used to sit next to me is yeah, no longer there, yeah. they're gone. Yeah. Oh, I do have some cash here. Yeah. However, yeah. Uh, I'm not worried about... Uh, taking advantage of lower well, like well, prices right now I'm worried about my job I'm worried about holding that cash I'm worried about there's sort of two parts to this and this is
1: where there's sort of part one two and three and part two of this is is even separate to the emotions just logistically like if you are mm. sitting there at work and you've got six months worth of your income saved in a bank account yeah. and the guy who was sitting next to you has just been made redundant well like even logistically, logically, you shouldn't go and invest that money because no. you go, you might be next. So yeah. you probably do need all that money in cash. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, our advice at that point in time would probably be yeah. keep that cash yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and and revert back to your fortnightly pay and invest some of that every fortnight yeah. while you yeah. have the pay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, which, yeah add which, to your So, so where you search. get to then is
1: that would be our advice, which would have been our advice six months before. It would so have been have our advice
0: six months before. Yeah, that's so, right.
1: So yeah. you, you kind of are going... Even, even separate to the emotional side of it, logistically, it's just, it's not that easy. And, and then, um, so that's talking about if you've got cash sitting there on the sidelines or if you have the ability to, to sort of get some cash. The, the separate part of that then is, um, and we talked about this a bit with uh, the podcast about keeping some powder dry, using debt is a bit of a different um, way that you can do that. But again, what happens is that in a, in a, in a big downturn, Credit markets squeeze up a bit. Mm. Things get a bit harder. It's not as easy as I'll just go to the bank and borrow a heap of money because banks yeah. are not lending a lot of money at that point in right. time. So, and that's so that's even and even if you can get the money, there's normally a fair bit of chaos. There's normally a, a lot of lag time, and this is what, you, what you're talking about with our situation where we actually went to um, borrow, uh, set up an investment, and, and borrow a bit against that. And so by the time we went to do that put in the application nab who who we got the loan through it took them i think 6 weeks to process that because mm. it was just absolute chaos and they were having to deal with everyone else who who had investments that were getting called back in and couldn't meet their repayments all these sorts of things so it's not as easy as just click your fingers and get well it's
0: money. it's true so um global financial crisis banks just refused to lend yeah. so there was no, there was no lending <laughs> Uh, unless you had something already approved and yeah. and was sitting there, yeah. um, um, uh, coronavirus, yeah. uh, they've actually banks have actually moved people to different areas by the looks of things yeah. from in, in, <laughs> in, in, internally, yeah. because um, obviously there's there's a big job that they have in terms of people that have put their loans on, yeah, on hold their, hold. their loan repayments on hold yeah. and things like that. So yeah. so um, yeah, again, logistically, it, it, it's yeah. even if it's conceptually. Yeah, yeah a lay down is there that you're going to be yeah. able to borrow some money and take advantage of of, you know, investing with that borrowed money in this in this instance. I mean and people do that all the time with houses, don't they? Yeah, don't they right. do it like they say, yeah. Okay, I can get this house. Yeah. Um, it's I can get it for three hundred, it's worth four hundred, we'll yeah. borrow to do that. So it's the yeah. same it's the same concept here. Yeah. Um, it's just logistically it's hard to get that. Yeah, it's hard to get well, that. Well it is and, and the same thing applies with yeah, I
1: guess if you use that, the analogy of property, because what we're talking about here is the same thing applies with every asset. So it's not mm. just about shares, but there's something about, because shares are, you know, company prices are so uh, liquid, and you can, mm. you can, you can Google an ad share price every half an hour. Mm. And so, but this applies to every asset. So you could, mm. you could be saying, want oh, we, we want to we change our warehouse, for example, we want to upsize and, and get a bigger place we're going to wait until the market drops. Well, what's actually going to happen is in the middle of coronavirus, if you had been sitting there going, well, we want to change A, we want to buy this bigger house because we think prices have dropped a bit, Hmm. it's not as easy as that because your bank that you've got to go and get the loan from to go and upgrade your house, they're just not lending at that moment. They're more focused on their existing lending and are you going to be able to keep paying your existing mortgage? They're really not not looking to throw more money out at that moment. That's right. uh, yeah so that's I guess point two is the logistics of that whether it's whether it's when you do have cash in the bank um, or if you were going to go and try and apply for a loan it's it's very hard to actually make that happen at a, at a moment in time when you really need to be hoarding a bit of cash and not knowing what your income is going to look like over the next six months
0: that's right so the topic again why it's not as easy as just buying shares while they're cheap point um, three dollars so
1: this ties into and and it's Point two and point three are are interlinked really which is that even even if you could even if you did have access to cash um, Mm. even if you even if you'd managed to somehow get a hold of this cash at a moment in time when you weren't missing out on any gains on the way through even if you knew that your income was reliable and you could invest that money or if you did have that loan already approved or whatever it was however you were going to be able to invest that money it's very hard emotionally Mm. so separate to the logistics separate to intellectually whether you know you should do that it is emotionally an extremely hard thing for people to do in that moment
0: it is and i i don't know i don't know if it's so the market's dropped by 20 percent, and i don't know why it's hard for people to invest at that point in time Uh, i think it's a little bit of well uh i'm scared that it's going to drop further or i'm and, and i'm scared that i you know um that I'll buy in, even though it's twenty percent down, yeah. I'm scared that that my whatever I've invested in there will be worth less because it's dropped to forty percent or fifty percent. Um, so I think it's a bit of fear there. And then I think it's a bit of fear of actually missing out on the absolute bottom, yeah. which we just <laughs> so tell people to, so to forget about. So because It's a
1: bit of fear of loss and it's a bit of fear of missing out where you go. Mm. So if, if you've done all this and you, you go, oh, this is a fantastic opportunity, you either are scared that you're going to lose money. And, mm. and when we say lose money, you're scared that you're going to buy in at, at, at a 20% drop and then the market's going to continue to fall. So mm. You're scared about losing out on that. Or even if you are looking at it over long term and going, well, I can buy at a 20% discount, the greed factor almost ties in where you go, well, I want to drop further and get in at the absolute bottom yeah. and really squeeze every dollar that I can out of that. So yeah. it's and, and because we've just lived through that again, it's really interesting to, to see that, um, to have seen that play out where, you, where when it becomes almost when prices are down, People get less and less optimistic as, as prices go They in. do, so, yeah. So when, when prices had dropped by fifteen percent, you had people going, and that was, and again, because it all ties into what's actually happening in the real world, which is mm. when oh yeah, there's this is new pandemic and this new virus, and so share prices have dropped by fifteen yep. percent. There was probably more talk about people going, oh, is is now a good time to get in? Should mm. I? I've got ten thousand dollars in a bank account. Should I? Should I put that into my super fund, or should I do something about like that? As you saw that come down more and more once it got to twenty percent twenty five, thirty, thirty five 30, 35 percent there was less and less talk of hey I've got this money I want to throw in I want to invest and and there was more talk about is the world ending
0: people, people yeah it's a, it's a really good point um, you would think uh, conceptually that that it would become far more attractive for people to buy in yeah. um, as the price went through those 20 30 40 in the global financial crisis, 57%. Yeah. Um, but people actually, the the. I mean, the further it drops, people actually do become convinced the world is going to end. It's never going to be yeah. um, the same again. I mean, there was ridiculous stuff getting around the global financial crisis. Like, this is the end of capitalism. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and people believed it. And for yeah. a moment there, I actually, because I was just running, I had to stop and think. It took me about two seconds yeah. to realise it was rubbish. Yeah, but yeah. But um, but that's the sort of stuff that gets thrown yeah. around at that point in time, yeah. and people start to go, "Gee, is this is this is this is this true? Is this you know, Is everything going to be nationalised? Is it going to be? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, it's 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 crazy when you step out of that and go, "Okay, well, that's just that's ridiculous." What what? And and yeah, you know, when things recover, as they always do, if you're well and truly diversified, then it looks it it, it seems crazy to think that. But it's true. Like the further it drops away, um, it just becomes so emotionally hard for people well, to to and and, and that's to that's, buy at that point in time. It, it, it is, and and I think that the
1: the point of a lot of our planning is not to try and um, and this is why we just don't play this game because you get rather than trying to trying to convince people to invest at a certain price point, mm. our attitude is really just to go, okay, you've got two hundred and sixty fortnights left you've got $1,000 spare this fortnight, that money should just be invested straight away. Yeah. It doesn't To some degree, it doesn't matter what that price is, because next fortnight, you'll have another $1,000 and you're just going to invest at that price. So yeah. if the price is down, great, you're going to accumulate more shares next fortnight. So if the price goes up, okay, well, the shares that you bought this week, this fortnight, they've gone up in value.
0: Yeah, and look, we're, we're the first to put our hands up and say we have no idea what the price is doing at any given point uh. in time. Um, look, we're in good company there, yeah. because <laughs>
1: the only difference is we know the difference is we know we don't know that. We yeah. don't. We, yeah.
0: um, Warren Buffett himself would put his hand up and say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's 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 other people like Nick Murray that would say the same thing. Yeah. Um, what it, what it is they like, I mean, if if you look at if you look at the price of anything, it's it's set by buyers and sellers. Yep. And when there's a normal, I guess, equilibrium the price is fairly constant because, you know, buyers and sellers work out, yeah, the value of these companies is about this and you'll see the price go up or down. When there's panic, um, what you're finding is that is that all, of that all of that logic gets thrown out the window for a period of time. So, look, it's very hard to predict irrationality. So, you, you, you know, you're seeing the price come down because there's more sellers that wake up and um, so, yeah. list their yeah. shares for sale. Now you would say, "Who's doing this?" Well, it's as simple as actually uh, calling your superannuation fund and saying, "Change my investment strategy." This is this is this I is just about. You know, to talk this about is um, this. what's happened. Uh, I've just lost hundred thousand dollars. So, yeah. so that's, people that's are exactly actually
1: what we what we what we found is you know if you remember at the at the very bottom of the, the bottom of the drop the drop so far as we yeah, keep saying yeah, yeah. Uh, we got an email from Sunsuper say, "Hey, if if you're trying to transact on a client's account, or um, yeah. if you if you need anything done, just letting you know that our admin turnaround times are through the roof. because yeah. there is just so many people, so many people that that were contacting them at that point in time. So that's that's exactly what you're talking about there. Where when yeah you know, when when prices have dropped by ten percent, no one pays any attention. When so they dropped by forty percent, people aren't people weren't ringing Sunsuper saying, mm. hey, you beauty, I'm, this is.'" You know, company prices are on sale now, I'm gonna I'm gonna put more money into mm. my super. And they were panicking saying, We've just gotta we've gotta get out, I just wanna stop the pain somehow.
0: So. Yeah, so 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 you know, what you what you found is that someone who had half a million dollars in their super fund, yeah, they watched that drop really, really quickly too. Yeah. Like so yeah. it was in, in yeah. less than a month. Yeah. Um the next time they logged on it was at three hundred and seventy five thousand yeah. dollars. They panicked. Yeah. They called Sun Super or Q Super or whoever they were with, and said, "Just get me out. Just get me in the cash now." What happens at that point in time is that there is a trader or a bunch of traders that work for those super funds. They actually have to go to the to the market. It's yeah. the share market, and yeah. they say, "I've got to sell these three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars worth of shares." Yeah. Who's offering? Yeah. Now, no one's buying no. at that point <laughs> in time. Like like buyers are sitting on the sidelines Yeah. So. Um, what you have is you have the price drop again because when you've got a mismatch between buyers and sellers, yeah. then you know, you've got more sellers, you've got less buyers. For every 100 people trying to sell, um, you've got 10 people wanting to buy. The price comes down, yeah. comes down a bit further, so more buyers become interested, they buy. Um, the next day it happens all over again. Yeah. Now, what you what you get at some stage, you get the last person that's... Was going to panic, has yeah, panicked. Yeah, the, the and, pessimism really and pessimism. and the peak of pessimism. So anyone who has was going to make those changes to their super fund and get out yeah. um, because they're panicking, they have already done that. Mm-hmm. And what happens then is you start to see the price rise. Now, if you were thinking of uh, changing your investment strategy because the price was dropping and you see the price start to rise, what happens is you then your mind's at ease yeah. because. You can see the prices coming up again. You have all these other potential buyers that have been sitting on the sidelines waiting for the bottom. And they start they start coming in then and buying up. Yep. So you, you get you get the mismatch the other way. So yep. that's what causes the price to rise. So yep. you get um, you get a hundred people wanting to buy for only ten people wanting to sell. So the price has got nowhere to go but up. Yep. Now, in all of that though, it, it's like a sawtooth because it doesn't just drop down in a V. There's many rallies. Um, No one knows if that's going to be a permanent rally. So you get a a price drop of 20% and then it rallies by 5%. Now, not one person on Earth can tell you whether that that 5% Rise there as a dead cat ban. <laughs> I loved it. All right, <laughs> so yeah. Seems we heard some animals on this on this uh, podcast. You were you were talking about skinning a cat the other day, and now we're talking about a dead yeah. cat bouncing. again yeah. uh, We um, are actually animal lovers, so, yeah. so we're not. There's no animals were harmed it during this podcast. Humans, no. um, so, um, yeah. You're right. But 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 yeah. So so you get people. But, but
1: uh, and I think if you break that down into people's super balance even. So if you've got if you've got five hundred thousand dollars in super and you have some cash sitting on the sidelines. So you've got $150,000 cash that you've yeah. saved further to point 0.1. You probably would have been better off investing that the whole way through and just picking up the yeah. gains on that. But if, you, if you've got $500,000 in super and you've got $150,000, that you've painstakingly saved over, over 150 you know, <laughs> fortnights, You're just going to... And then your $500,000 super balance drops to $400,000. Mm.
0: You,
1: you've watched that happen now... I guarantee you that no one at that point in time goes, oh, this is great. I'm going to take 100 thousand dollars out of my savings and I dump it into super just to get yeah. me back to to yeah. feeling. You'll feel like you're only just getting back to where you were. Yeah, it feels like a waste of that hundred thousand. So no one's investing at that point in time. But then what happens is things pick back up by by five percent. So yeah, your 500 drops to 400 goes to 420 thousand. Mm. People go, oh, this this is it. This is the rally. This is yeah. when I am going to put. So they put fifty thousand dollars in. Yep. And then the four hundred and twenty, they've put fifty in. It drops again, and, and yeah. their balance goes back to four hundred thousand. So, they, and people, this is what happens: is as we said, it's a sawtooth, both in terms of prices and it's a sawtooth in terms of emotion. So, people are going, yeah. "Well, my five hundred thousand, then it turned into four hundred thousand, then it, then I've put some money, in, and now it's back to 400000 So, mm. not only have I lost the hundred, I've lost the fifty that I put in.
0: Yeah, and and They're look, over uh, superannuation funds they've got a, um, a, a, I guess they need to report better. Yeah. So I've always thought they should report the number of shares that you hold or the number of units you hold. They don't. They report the balance. Yeah. So if you could actually see that your share numbers or your unit numbers, your holdings were going up, even while the overall dollar value was coming backwards. Yeah. Um, that would that would appease a lot more people, I believe, yeah. if yeah. that was reported before the dollar balance. Yeah. Uh, the unit yeah. balance should be reported, but they don't. No. I mean, so 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 people can be forgiven for saying, "Yeah, I've actually I've, I've put an extra fifty thousand dollars in it." It's disappeared. Yeah. So yeah. it's gone to zero. So yeah. why would you do that? Yeah. Um, and so what's actually happened. They've actually bought fifty thousand dollars worth more shares. Yeah. The, the unit balance has gone yeah. up, up by a lot. Yeah. It's just that the share price has come down. Further, um, to, to to seemingly make it look like that money yeah. disappeared, which is wrong, and that's and that's kind of where I say is, is that that third point is, even
1: if you'd somehow got all this right and you had the cash on the sidelines, and you went to put and, and as that market drops, when do you pull that trigger? Mm. And and I think that yeah. you you're kidding yourself if you think that you know unless you are actually Dr. Spock and you can just um, put that money in and just never look at it again. The reality is, what happens is people—it's always waiting for t- waiting for tomorrow. Wait to see what the price does. Mm. So, and even if you even if you could emotionally work through that, no one's going to tell you when the bottom of the market is. Anyway, no, there's no no one rings the bell. So, no, there's no there's
0: no one on earth that can tell you that because yeah. it is a, it's an irrational thing. Yeah. So the price is getting pushed yeah. down by the buyers and sellers. No one knows when that's going to end yeah. and uh, and start to recover. It's only. Well into the future, where you can look back and say, "Okay, yeah, that was the bottom," because yeah. it's it's fully recovered now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, it's 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 really really difficult to do yeah. um, as a without stealing your thunder here. So, like, is there a wrap up that you have in terms no, of saying, well, "Why don't we?" <laughs> I mean, our advice to our clients is is to. And I think the underlying theme behind this podcast is pick a strategy and yeah, stick to have it. a say so, to have, so a plan. have a plan yeah. and a plan uh, it 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 brings uh, simplicity and nor- and normalcy to yeah. to um, to extreme events so yeah. you're basically saying okay yeah we've got 260 nights for a lot of people yeah um, we know we yeah we know we can take some low hanging fruit here. We can put a thousand dollars a fortnight in between the two of you, um, yeah. and we do that for two hundred and sixty fortnights. We know that we can yeah. claim those as a tax deduction. We know that you'll buy in. Um, sometimes when the price is higher, sometimes when it's lower, sometimes it's really low. Yeah, you know, you're going to average out. A, a you're investing when the money becomes available. Yeah. Um, That's which, exactly is, right? which is which is. Which is every fortnight, yeah. and, that, and 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 yeah, you know, that that sticking to the plan. I mean, we didn't uh, again without digressing too much. We spent the last ten years telling our clients there will be a drop of thirty or forty yeah. percent, yeah. and they've looked at us like they like we have <laughs> yeah. two heads yeah. because for yeah. ten years, yeah. we're like the boy who cried wolf. for ten years. <laughs> there was just no drop yeah. at all, yeah. um, and then so during this period of time. Uh, a lot of our clients have said, Oh yeah, this is what you 're talking about isn 't it <laughs> yeah like uh, so yeah. so they haven 't paid we'll because we 've been telling them in good time it 's going to happen but but there have been f- a few people where we 've just had to say, look just let 's go back to the plan yeah. um, we wouldn 't say hold off that money, stop your salary sacrifice anything like. we 'd say, just keep going with yeah. that, keep going with that yeah and that's that 's I think to me the the two parts to
1: it is uh, the way that I wrap it up is that both from a logistical point of view and from an emotional point of view, you have to have a plan. So you mm. have to that you know that is our job is to sit there and go, okay, ten years out, this is the, this is the plan. This is what we're what we're working towards. Mm. Now, things do happen that are outside of your control, yeah, in, especially in when there is these big external events. You, you know, you might lose mm. your job, your income might drop, something something else might happen. But if you've got a plan that at least takes away a lot of that decision-making on the way through. Mm. You don't even have to think about are shares cheap or are shares not cheap. It just doesn't matter because mm. you go, my plan, my plan consists of buying every fortnight or it consists of buying every month or whatever that, mm. whatever that is. You just go, I don't have to think about that price at all. You can then just focus on, okay, what do I need to do to make sure that uh, I am, I'm going to be able to keep my job, I'm going to be able to keep you know, everything ticking along as it is. It's just one less thing to worry about or to think about is trying to um, get that right under under conditions of, of extreme pressure. So mm. I just think it's it's not a game that, that, I, that I want to play and it's not a game that I recommend for, for any of my
0: clients. Mm. Good point to wrap up. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.